We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello! <laughs> Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 130. Today we have some news and we'll be discussing Castle, Happy Endings, Community, Missing, Awake, and Psych with some reality and TV stuff uh, and DVD stuff sprinkled in. I'm Amory from MyTakeOnTV.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from TVaholic.com, and this week we have joining us... Kyle from NoReruns.net. Kyle of the amazing Lori and Robin Hood mashup. Or, what is it? Andrea and Robin Hood mashup from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Which got instantly banned on YouTube. I think Which, they did some like auto-search thing. I even tried to rename it, and they still banned it immediately because they must just store the size off and 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 know that you just tried to resubmit. It's so weird, like it's because it was telling you it was like a stars violation. Yeah. What does stars own that you couldn't post? I don't know, but the video was amazing, and I nearly died laughing. So that's welcome, Kyle. Kyle was um, talking before about how he's the new. Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, slash kind of Christopher Walken of the show, who just keeps coming back. We keep having him back. I need to know who my uh, who my competition is for the 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 most prolific uh, guest host. So you can take him out. <laughs> is that where this is going? I, I think the uh, I, I want to say probably maybe uh, at this point Kurt or uh, could be Carla or or yeah. Carla would be Carla's not a lot lately. But yeah, uh, Kyle stepping up to pinch hit this uh, this week. If you, this is all my fault. Yeah, if you'd seen previous posts about who was coming on in in April, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, due to last minute changes of. Well, so Sunday I find out that I have to do like a an open house thing for the music shop I work at. Um, parentheses, no one showed up, but whatever. I was not happy. But if anybody's in our area, you should go to. This is a this is totally commercial, but I didn't intend it to be. Go to MotivationMusicCenter.com and you'll find out more about us. And then, but don't stalk me or whatever. And um, so then Tuesday, my sister had surgery. Nothing big, just kind of a minor thing. But she still called me all loopy like, hey, are you going to come over at like one in the afternoon when she knew I was at the office? So I felt bad not going there. So long story short, we're now scheduled and we're now talking. So it's all worked out. Yeah. So if you were looking forward to hearing Sandy join us. We'll have her get. We'll have her on Sandy from TV Equals, formerly Damon's TV. We will have her uh, back on hopefully in early May on a Monday that uh, mm-hmm. Amory doesn't have any special yes. night. <laughs> so jumping into the news, I'm very excited about this, and I saw April say that she wasn't, but I, I don't know. It just I, I really like the idea. Jimmy Smith has been cast on Sons of Anarchy season five. I'm thrilled about this. I love Jimmy Smith's. I love the work he did as Miguel Prado before he got weird Miguel Prado in Dexter. I just thought it was very nuanced, and I'm looking forward to like him kind of stepping out of character. We got to see, uh, what is it, Benito Martinez do that a little bit this season, playing one of Machete's guys. Um, I'm very excited. I just love Sons of Anarchy, and I like Jimmy Smith's, and I think it'll be really cool. Yeah, see him playing something that's not like a button-down expensive suit wearing. yeah. Even when he was Miguel Prado on Dexter, like when he was getting into creepy stuff, like he was still in that, you know, suit and tie, very professional. Like he's going to be a complete badass, and I'm looking forward to that because that'll be awesome. 
So you don't think he'll be playing a lawyer? <laughs> I do not. I do not think he'll be playing a lawyer. Um, or unless he's a lawyer who turned to a life of crime. Maybe that's his backstory. But our next news piece. Okay, I don't even know where Reels... I don't think I get Reels channel. I, I looked it I looked it up. I think it's only like Satellite and Fios yeah. who get it. Interesting. Reels channel has picked up Spy Thriller 13 uh, to air this summer. Who's in this? Uh, Aisha Tyler, right? And... And um, Stuart Townsend. He was Stuart the guy Townsend. who played Cole Charlie Sterren's ex-boyfriend. Apparently they're getting into, they have the True Justice or whatever show with Steven Seagal on right now. Steven Seagal. And they're trying to, to get into, uh, I'd actually like to see that show. <laughs> it's like, uh, don't have, don't have Reels Channel, but. Uh, it's like a, like a born identity type of thing. Where the guy lost his memory of who he is, and he's trying to figure it out. Nice. Well, so people with maybe, you know, the satellite and Fios, tell us how it is. Fox has, this is kind of a no-brainer here, Fox has renewed New Girl for a second season and Glee for a fourth season. But I was surprised, not because I thought that it wouldn't, like, I kind of knew that ratings were okay, um, but raising hope for a third season. It just kind of was parentally, to me, like on the bubble because it wasn't a huge ratings grabber and it kind of kept going down. But so yeah, new girls coming back, raising hope and glee. Um, officially nothing else official yet, except that bones has been renewed. Right. And house is ending. That's all I know about Fox. I was happy to hear about raising hope because it was having a little bit of a rating struggle at, you know, being the lead yeah. off at eight o'clock. Uh, it was still doing better than the other shows, but not quite as well as it was doing post new girl and and in last night's back behind new girl it was back up ratings wise again so you know not spectacular so I but bet still... it was like people just forgot like, moving it to eight from nine thirty. i'm sure people just kind of forgot well i think that happens a lot with just the all these moving you know moving things around and taking mm-hmm. a hiatus and stuff like that like like Glee came back to its lowest rated ep, you know lowest uh episode yeah, well, people yet. are finally realizing what's going on with <laughs> Yeah, I know, yeah, but I would, have thought, I would have thought more people would have tuned in just because Matt Bomer was on it, but maybe they didn't know. Oh my god, I watched it, even though I haven't watched in weeks. I think, though, some of that, though, is, like, the diehard fans of any type of show pretty much know when their show's coming back, but the less diehard fans, the people that enjoy watching it, that tune, you know, that once they see it's on, that tune in, yeah. those are the people that they don't catch any of... They don't catch a notice or see anything, really, that it's coming back, you know. And then they'll hear from somebody, oh, there was a new Glee last night. And they'll be like, what? And they're like, oh, man, I missed it. I'm like, well, you probably should have been paying attention. But I think that happens with all kinds of with all kinds of stuff. Like, you just don't... Oh, yeah. You know, sort of the regular fan that's, you know, that likes watching the show. You lose momentum with these changes. And I think the way things work nowadays... You know, even though you have all these different ways that you can watch things, you know, online and on demand and stuff like that at, at later times, you still, I think you you lose the momentum in, in these things and that you either have to have, like, shorter segments and then tell exactly when something's coming back, like, you know, or you just got to mostly run straight through things. And yeah. then it's just uh, when you have these weird breaks where you 
you come back for five episodes and then you go away for six weeks and then you come back for six episodes to finish out a season. You know, they used to spread things out. There'd be more repeats within stuff. And, you know, repeats don't work for most things these days, uh, you know, range-wise. So, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, moving things around, I think you do something like Glee. You do like a first half, you know, through the fall. And then you do the second half at the end of the season or, or something. Yeah. You don't, you either have a huge break where it's almost like here's season one and here's season <laughs> 1.5 of something. I hate the 1.5 <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> but And then you play something else new that you can play a whole 10 episodes or something like that in the gap in between and then uh, of something like that. Or yeah. or you just have to just play it straight through these days. These 10 episodes, you know, six episodes, six episodes with big gaps in between, I think – is even worse than just having one large gap. Agreed. Yep. Our last news piece, HBO has renewed in another no-brainer, Game of Thrones for a third season. What a shocker. Yeah. Big surprise. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> I think my reaction was, I thought they already announced that. But... <laughs> yeah, you were like, I thought that it was already renewed through the book that the guy's still writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not going to end until the seventh book or whatever. Oh, it's funny. So, yeah, so that's our news. You can find the links to those full stories at tvtimes3.com slash 130. Excellent. So, yeah, moving on to prime time, the week of Monday, April 2nd through Sunday, April 8th, and Wednesday, April 11th, um, because there's something on there that we're adding. Um, Castle Season 4, Episode 19, 47 seconds in episode 20, The Limey. Wait, what happened in The Limey? Oh, I don't remember what happened in 47 seconds. <laughs> 47 seconds was the bar. I put it down there because the main thing to talk about is what's going on with Castle and Beckett. And in 47 seconds, it was Castle seeing Beckett that she remembered. T- tell the guy oh, okay. that she, re- you know, uh, that in something like this, she remembers everything that happens. You know, so don't tell me that you don't remember what, you know, what happened. Yeah. And But she doesn't know that he saw that. And then... The Limey was the the Scotland Yard right. uh, guy was was over and was looking for what happened to his his friend or whatever or uh, or the daughter of his former partner back. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, and then and sort of what was going on with you know Laney telling Beckett you know you need to <laughs> you know you need to say you something. You need to get off the pot. Basically. But then Castle's already well, I guess she's not interested. So well, here's the thing. I have been praising this show for how they've handled the will they or won't they. And like that, I've turned on it. I just, this is just absurd. Like, they need to just do it. I think this is perfectly fine. I think this is good for creating drama and stuff like that. But if the season ends and you come back next season and this hasn't been worked out, then I think you start to have a problem. Like, I think going into next season, if you haven't had them acknowledge... (laughs) Uh, you know what's going on between them, then, then I think you start heading into the bones type territory where you're just putting up roadblocks for the sake of roadblocks. I think yeah. this is a perfectly fine storyline to sort of stir things up from the sort of the status quo. But if it doesn't lead to them like finally admitting to the other one, because uh, you can't have too many more times where sh- 
Beckett's about to say something and somebody walks in with a piece of information. Yeah. And I think that's my main problem with it right now is it's gotten so close. We like closer than bones got before. Like this has been like, they're just about to say it. And then it's like the, someone walks in and says something or he hears her say that one thing. And then all of a sudden he's not going to say anything. Right. Um, where, I mean, he could, he's already said it once. She obviously heard it the first time. Why not just say it again and just end it that way? Find out once and for all. Yeah, well, I th- I think this is is all to, s- to stir things up to where finally somebody's going to, you know, I right now it's pretty much in that Beckett's going to have to say something because he's... Because he's, Castle's suddenly over it. Well, Castle's not necessarily over it, but he's sort of pissed off in that... And he's reading. He's just read, read the situation incorrectly. Like he's yeah. read it as she heard it but didn't say anything because she kind of wanted to keep the the friendship, you know, aspect or whatever. But didn't want to, uh, you know, tell me that she she's not in the same place. Could possibly be in the same place. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, she's just been on the other side, been sort of uh, scared to, but you know, been fine with the. Uh, with how things have been. But as we've talked about though, they were growing closer even without acknowledging it over the course of the season. And so I think they're having, you know, Castle reads it as sort of a betrayal and I think it works. But if, you know, what did they have? 24 episodes for the season. But, you know, so if sometime in the next four episodes, (laughs) it doesn't get cleared up, then I think you move into now you're just, now you're just screwing around. Yeah. 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 Um, Do you know if if the if the DI guy is on for more episodes or is he was he just on? I wondered for... that. I don't. I don't remember. I remember reading that he was going to be around, but I don't remember for how long. But I am excited that Tamo is going to be on Tamo Pennicut because I love I love Hilo from Battlestar Galactica. He was my favorite, so I'm looking forward to see how that kind of ends the season because he's supposed to be some military guy who's cold and calculated. So I guess. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do, but I love him, even though he's playing, I'm sure, a bad guy. Um, but I don't know about the uh, was it Scottish, Irish, whatever he was, that dude. He was from Scotland Yard. I don't know. Uh... So then maybe he was Scottish, but he probably Although was he maybe Welsh or English. Well, do we know what his real name is in real life? The actor? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know his name. Although he did well, do a good Texan accent when he was Agent Bauer. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was funny. Agent Bauer, really? That, that was really funny. <laughs> And I really liked when Castle has, like, that whole plan, including putting the guy in his... Oh, the um, hobo or the pizza delivery and... In his bag. And the Russian gymnast. the wall or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like a... Yeah, something out of uh, uh, Ocean's Eleven or something like that. But I liked uh, their response to, wait, why why do I got to be the hobo? Exactly. (laughs) And he says... And he says to him, do you want to be – I forget what he was having the other one do. Was it a pizza delivery or something like that? I can't yeah. remember what it was, but he's like, yeah, Hobo's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they had some fun within the episode. Uh, you know, with Mr. Sheffield was, the, was one of the bad guys. That made me sad. But yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's where we're at though now. Like if this doesn't get cleared up by the end of the season – then, then you know, next season they're just screwing with us. Yeah, exactly. They need to set up something else. Either, like I've said, clear up the Beckett mother thing and and uh, move on to the castle father thing, or whatever you want to do as the 
some big bigger backstory type stuff, but right. This situation, you know, going into season five is where you start. It's a, uh, it's it's time to. The writers are good enough. They should be able to figure out yeah, how exactly. to make it interesting. With, and you can even have them, you know, at times fighting or doing whatever the you know well, all sure. the different things couples do. And I think, you know, to a different extent, like you could say whether the, sh- the show had different problems, but Chuck showed that you can do. You can put your two leads together and still do perfectly fine with storytelling. Well, yeah. So I was reading something where um, Mike Michael Schur was talking about Parks and Rec. And I know it's a comedy, so it's a little different. But, you know, he was talking about how they had talked about, you know, breaking Ben and Leslie up again and, and what would come from that. But they're like, he's like, no, they're soulmates. We're writing them together. They're going to be together. And we're going to figure out a way to make that interesting we're not going to screw them around. So, like, they can do it. They just have to get there because it's starting to deter- It's starting to make things, like, unbelievable in the rest of the show. Like, focus- you move the focus off of that so we can get back to, like, something else within the series itself. And I think there's always things that you can do within, you know, how do you navigate this new relationship with this previous relationship uh, type of thing? Like, how do you continue? Right with the cases and how uh, how different things affect each other as a couple instead of I, I think uh, they're they're good enough that they can they can do it so yeah. speaking of happy endings speaking of happy endings <laughs> good good segue I love the finale of happy endings happy endings season 2 episode 21 four weddings and a funeral minus three weddings and one funeral so I had one issue with the finale and it actually leads to it's kind of like relationships or whatever Dave and so Alex I, I loved the Dave and Penny moment we got a couple weeks ago where they were like you know they had that moment around the fountain and it was kind of like setting you up for the idea that there might be something between Penny and Dave yeah so then cut to this finale where they kind of also egg that idea on and yeah we know that Dave and Alex slept together and they inceptioned it out or whatever but I just kind of got the feeling that maybe they were going towards Penny and Dave in a, in a slow burn and then suddenly he's holding hands with Alex. The only issue I had with the episode was that ending. I don't care even about the fact that Penny, you know, misconstrues the scene. Like, that happens. That happens yeah. in any romantic comedy. So that was fine. But I don't like that, oh, well, is there something going on? And then there was. I just, Brian Austin Green was great. Mandana was great. Brad and Jane was great. Oh, my God. When Jane first walked out in that yellow tuxedo, I almost <laughs> died. <laughs> I also like the when she gets in line and she's like, "Oh yeah, this does work." You're just like, <laughs> as, a, as a ghost I mean, from that's a, perfect. As it goes from small to tall. We lost our five eight or whatever. Amazing. Yeah, the the thing with Dave and Alex because you just had Dave and Penny that they hinted at, and then followed by the very next episode of them being brother and sister because their parents were dating and then there was sort of this brother sister thing happening and then they come back to it in the finale but then that sort of stirs something up for dave and alex where they're holding hands which gives you the very similar moment that they built to in season one except to me it doesn't make sense because there was an episode earlier this season where you know alex says one of her you know classic just like bonehead type things and, how funny has she been this whole season? Yeah, 
She sure seems to get stupider each week, <laughs> which is completely so hilarious. So but Dave funny. sort of looks at her and look or looks at I think it was with her sister or something like that. Looks at somebody and goes, "Well, I can't believe I almost married her." Right. You know, type of thing. Somebody's like dodged a bullet on that one, something like that. That scene seemed to have like, okay, we've completely cut. You know, like we we went there in the in, towards the end of the first season, but we came back at the beginning of the second season, and we had completely blown that idea up. And then we've gone this direction. That episode seemed to completely sever the ties of that being something down the road. And then when they had that moment in the finale with Dave and Penny, and then, you know, she misconstrued something, I figured, you know, that's the type of thing you, you leave it up to, you know, you come back the next season. Yeah. And she has the, the wrong idea or something, but for that to all of a sudden stir things back up to where they're holding hands again. But then I have no confidence that when season three opens up, that they'll be, that they're going to be together. Yeah. They don't really write consistently, but they write hilariously. Yeah. And then, and then it doesn't help that ABC mixes up all the episodes. Like, yeah, exactly. Everything's you, you really don't know what's happening when. Did they do they only have 21 episodes or is there like another episode that didn't get aired out there floating around? There's an episode that didn't air. And I don't know if it was supposed to be the real season finale, or if there was an episode between these that we missed. I'm pretty sure this was supposed to be the season finale. Because it felt so much like a season finale, right? Yeah. Well, it yeah. harkens back to what they did at the at the beginning, you know, at the end of the first season. So I, I definitely think this was supposed to be the season finale. But I, I also thought that they had a full 22-episode order. So They definitely did. So there's one missing that we will get this summer, maybe? Yeah, another, like, in August? <laughs> I mean, that was a delight to suddenly have that. That would yeah. be like, yes, there's new happy endings tonight. And then, you know, uh, maybe they do it so that people hear about the show and then go, but you really should watch the episodes in order, so get the DVD, because they have it in the proper <laughs> order. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look to see how they mixed it up this year. I know last year it was a mess. I think they did. I, I think the main episode that was, like, out of order was the the bear episode. The honey, yeah, where he was suddenly not with Grant, because he was... <laughs> With Grant, the episode before, not just, and the not episode Not just not after. with Grant, but yeah. full beard and have been sleeping yeah. for the winter type of thing. <laughs> Which was completely hilarious, but totally out of place. And and then the next week, they break up type of thing. It was, like, completely uh, weird. But, yeah, I yeah. think that's the one thing. Some of it, it ends up seeming kind of weird because episodes sort of get played around or with or something like that, don't air in the proper order or whatever, or end up short so that they can air something else. I, they really need to. The writers really need to sit down and decide on on a few things, on like sort of bigger story things. Like, is there certain ideas that they want to write towards? Right. You know, or do they want to just? I mean, I'm perfectly fine if they keep as long as they're funny. But they do seem to be trying to tell some stories of how the characters grow and whatnot. But those are so weird and yeah. inconsistent that they need to figure out even if it's just on a a season by season thing like of what they're going to do but they they need to figure out better um and they need to have Derek back all the time Derek is my favorite Derek on the Skype table oh my god oh my god they've <laughs> the drama now the Skype for is be the new uh the new <laughs> thing the new thing <laughs> I like that Penny didn't even get to sit at the singles table. She had to 
facilitate the conversations at the Skype table. I wouldn't mind if the notorious B.A.G. came back next season, though, because I do love me some B.A.G. Anyway, I love happy endings. Yeah, that would be the normal type of thing. Like, they hint at, you know, Penny has this realization about, well, maybe I do have a thing for Dave, but then she gets the wrong idea, and then... Right. The and then she shows falls up. For, David, for Notorious for David Silver, yeah. and then the next season she's still with David Silver, and Dave never had anything going on with Alex, and then Dave finds her penny. That would be perfect. Yeah, that that's the type of that's the type of stuff. Like they just need to figure something like that out and just go with it. Yeah. So happy endings, writers. Find us, and we'll talk. Um, <laughs> moving on to a show that's going to cause contention: Community, season three, episode fourteen, Pillows and Blankets. I'm going to say something very, very, very unpopular right now. I agree with Chevy Chase. <laughs> I didn't say I think this said. show is not funny. Uh, not, no, I think it's okay. I think it's mediocre. I do not understand why people think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, I think it's clever, but not necessarily always funny. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, definitely this show is like hit or miss for me, and most of the time it's miss, but there's like one or two episodes a, a season that are just like standout, and this was one of those standout episodes to me where and it was what just... what was it? Like, and I'm, I'm asking this not to be like, oh my God, why? I'm like, I, I'm serious. Like, what did you see in this episode that made it so transcendent for you? I just love the way they parodied the whole like Ken Burns Civil War documentary. Like, right, they got every like detail down with like the panning of the photographs and like the music at the beginning and then the narration, which of course had to be Keith David of the Cape with the six (laughs) seasons in a movie. So I I mean, just, they thought of all these little details. Like they even had like at one point, like to help out fans who watch it all the time, you you even saw You heard Leonard likes this post in the background for one scene, referring back to another episode they had with Leonard. And so I I I definitely agree that, that, I mean, sure, Chevy Chase maybe didn't handle it in the best way, and in turn, Dan Harmon didn't handle it back in the best way. Um, but I, I don't think it's like this genius show that, like, I, for, I would stand and scream from the mountaintops about Parks and Rec before I would even begin to think about Community as far as the best comedy on TV goes. Oh, I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> well, I think Community tends to be like, you know, over genius. Like it's almost mm. it's a, it's almost too it's like too smart that it's not funny because you have to have some point of reference to get right. a joke. And so if you make a joke about something that's obscure, there's only going to be like five people that find it funny. And, and so if that's mostly what your thing is based on, like I thought pillows and blankets was very clever and I thought that they hit on lots of things uh, of, you know, of making it seem like a Ken Burns documentary and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, I didn't really laugh at anything. Right. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I was talking to someone. I was like, OK, try and convince me why. Like I was talking to someone and I said, try and convince me why you think it's like this great show. That's like the best show ever existed or whatever. And. They were like, you know, I think the humor is very much like Psych. And I was like, hold up. No, I, what? I find it very different in that Psych, I don't think you need to. We'll talk about this later. I've never seen Chinatown. But Me I still found the season finale to be very good. Exactly. But Community, on the other hand, you need. It's a matter of taking itself you seriously. You need to know what. 
you need to know what the thing like if you've never seen a Ken Burns documentary before you have no idea what the heck they're doing and why any of this is supposed to be sort of funny exactly yeah, I think it definitely I think communities references are much more obscure than like Sykes, which are much more pop culture than than I guess the community ones maybe like high culture. I don't I don't know. That's kind of a good way it. to put it. Yeah. Psych is more like everybody can kind of wrap their heads around it. Community is a little too highbrow. I don't know. I just don't get it. I, I will never... Un- like, people can try and tell me until they're blue in the face how it's just the greatest show ever. It's not. In my opinion, it is not. So don't try and change my mind. End rant. And I think it can be great at times. I mean, there are pl- definitely episodes where I thought it was great, and I agree. But I don't think it's weekly. I don't think it's consistent. I don't think it could be consistent if it tried. It becomes that show, though, like, you, <laughs> you need to... You need to know so many different things to, like, get what they're playing at. That Like, I think part of the reason why some people don't watch it is not just because they don't find it funny, but they're not included in the joke type of thing right. is why they don't find it funny. And and uh, it's, it's sort of built on this, you're super cool if you get this joke type right. of thing. Like, <laughs> you know, and so you see some people that talk about an episode and that how great it was and then you watch it and you're like i don't get it and then you're like am i what, what's wrong with me that i don't get and you're just like oh it was based on such and such oh i've never read that or i've never seen that or you know i had no idea what that even was yeah but like psych overall you get that it's film noir and you can get the idea and if you also know that they're also spoofing a specific film noir movie then there's bonus material for you. Right, exactly. Community doesn't work that way. You pretty much need <laughs> to know it all the exactly. time. Exactly. So, community, let us know your thoughts, because I'm interested to hear it. Um, unless it's, Anna Marie, you need to listen to what I'm saying. Then I don't want to hear it. Missing, season one, episode four, Tell Me No Lies. Congratulations, Ashley Judd. So your face was puffy because of steroids. Thank you for going on a rant about it. I appreciated the way you wrote it. It was very eloquent, but let's move on. I didn't watch this episode, I only read recaps because it was on opposite something else I was recording. But uh, I, I think this show is pretty fun. I mean, You're I don't recording think it's community, a so you didn't watch Missing? Exactly. That's exactly what happened. I'm, no, I was recording Big Bang Theory and 30 Rock. And that's why. But no, I, I think it's been fun. I, I, I know it has no chance, I don't think, of coming back again, you know, beyond this season. But stranger things have happened. Yeah, well, I think it. I don't know. I think it kind of depends on what uh, it, what type of ending it has and whether there is actually more story to tell or if it's more of just really a miniseries type, you know, a little action miniseries type thing. Um, I'm sure they can figure out a way to tack a bigger thing onto it to go for, you know, more seasons or, or whatever. But uh, I think it, it's been doing it's been doing pretty well. I mean, at least in that eight o'clock Thursday time slot where shows usually die within two episodes on ABC. It's true. Yeah. They, they've and also shows been... have died with two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> they've also been rerunning it, I think, on Wednesday nights at 10 yeah. or something. Although if, if Revenge is back this week, that's probably over. Well, it's just a recap episode of Revenge this week, but it is back. 
but yeah, I've really been enjoying this. I one thing I really like is the way they made the son Michael not this idiot that's like a, your typical kidnap victim. Like he's actually right. using his skills as like his architecture and other stuff to figure out where he is, and he realizes they're not going to hurt him, and so he's taking advantage of that and um and just running with that and figuring out like he sees his mother chasing an airplane on a motorcycle and realized maybe she's not what I thought she was. <laughs> right. Whereas other things you know that that person would still have no clue, like not suspect a thing when they see that. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, some of it's a little bit like they think like the kid's becoming like James Bond just because his, his parents are spies. But uh, yeah, it's not like all of a sudden he knows, you know, he knows Kung Fu or something, you know, like or, or he's trying to they have definitely kept it within his he went there to study you know, in a summer program for to study architecture. That's his right. that's his interest. That's what he's into. And so he's using things that he knows and stuff that, you know, that he has learned from uh, you know, his parents and his schooling and things that he's interested in to to do some things. It wasn't, you know, overly weird to try and sneak through this big place to try and find a way out. Right. You know, type of thing. I, I think they've done they've done pretty well on that on that end. Agreed. Although at the at the end of the episode, they had the the girl uh, I think Roxana. Is that what her name is? The the one that's in that's kidnapped the Russian him. Chick? Yeah, she yeah. came back with her face all bloody and said, "Oh, they won't hurt you." But I mean, you know that this is like a fake out. <laughs> like she's right. all part of. The yeah, but thing. you can't. It's, it's they've. I think they've actually done a good job with that, where you're not quite sure, like yeah. if it's all a, a fake out or 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 what is going on with her. If she's really you know, part of them, or if she's just, you know, actually sort of in a similar situation, but just for a much longer period of time, uh, or, or what's going on there. I think they've, they've done a decent job of, you, you think that she's probably in on playing him, but you're not quite sure, which I think they've done well, but I was surprised that Sean Bean, Sean Bean, that the dead husband reappeared in episode four. Yeah. So soon (laughs) with the, the bomb going off, I always figured, you know, in the first episode that there was a good chance that he was going to show back up, even oh, though they, sure. were, even well, though they were trying to tell us kid. that he was just going to be in flashbacks and stuff like that. Especially when the bomb went off, you, he told the kid, go get your ball. It's like, like he yeah. knows, like, something's going to happen, so he doesn't want the kid around. Like. Right. Although I'm in, I am interested in that they have footage. They showed, they showed the the footage of the car blowing up and stuff like that. And it has a wide enough angle that you would think that the footage would have caught somebody getting out of a car yeah. and blowing it under up or it. something like that. Unless it was like a manhole cover under it and he escaped somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what happened. <laughs> no, that, you... that was the only detail that I noticed in the thing when they kept, when she kept replaying the video, I was like, the video shows, a, you can see both sides of the car. And so I was like, how does somebody get in the car and say, oh, go back and get your ball and then get out of the car and blow it up so people think he's dead without... <laughs> Unless they somehow doctored the footage afterwards or something. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess somebody could be a part of doing uh, something or he had help in, in getting out or something. It just was one of those little things that uh, I noticed. But I thought it was interesting that he came back this soon. Yeah. Now, speaking of little things that you noticed, did you see the uh, the shout-out to Castle? Yeah, that was great. When, when they were in, when they were in, what is it? David Carradine is that who the actor? Yeah, is? He, 
when they there's he he's written all these different spy novels and he picks one of the novels up and on the back of it it has you know a quote from another author and it says you know so and so really knows his stuff Richard Castle oh did it I didn't even notice yeah. <laughs> Just a little blurb. Oh, wait, I didn't on... see this episode. Yeah, so you wouldn't yeah, have noticed yeah. it. But now you don't have to <laughs> look for it when you watch it. it. I was like, wait. But yeah, that was pretty funny. A nice little uh, shout out to, <laughs> to another show with an author. That was, uh, Too bad that was Castle good. wasn't next. It would have been a great segue. Into... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's missing. Hopefully we'll get to see it kind of play out for the rest of the season. What do you happens. think, though, is the deal with the dad, though? Like, I could not honestly tell you. I still am not sure... I have, like, no clue as to why. Because I'm still not sure why they want the kid. I think the dad has something to do. I wouldn't be surprised if the dad does have the kid, and that's why he's being protected, like, so well at that castle that he's at. If somehow, like, the people that have the kid work for the dad. but Yeah, no, at least, well, at least they still have my interest. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, Awake, Season 1, Episode 6, That's Not My Penguin. I like that this show has had six episodes, and each episode, I mean, though it's, you know, the idea of doing slightly different things each episode, but it's still had a procedural effort. Like, each episode feels like a different show. This episode was a complete trip, though, like... <laughs> yeah, so wait, so let me get this straight. The guy from SVU, who's his guy... B.D. Wong? Yeah. He wasn't actually there? Yeah, he wasn't actually in... He was never actually in there. He was in a truck talking to him over a, you know, like a, a radio, like earpiece or something like that. And so that was the. Uh, oh, so he was just envisioning him. I, it was weird. Yeah. So he wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't just the. Apparently, he wasn't just seeing things in there. Like he wasn't just seeing a penguin all over the place. He was seeing, uh, you know. I thought it was interesting that didn't it end up that he was seeing the penguin on both sides. Yes. Uh, like which, I I always forget which which side has the wife the B D Wong or the um or the president from twenty four. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I always get I always get confused too. But I think it's the wife side where because it was the wife side that he was going into the situation. Because remember she finds out about it and calls his partner. Right. So that's where B D Wong is. So he sees. He sees the, you know, the penguin there and apparently sees B.D. Wong there, you know, his therapist there. But then when he get, goes under, you know, he gets put under with whatever the drug is. He wakes up on the other side with his son, but he sees the penguin in why he's looking for that piece of evidence. Right. Uh, yeah. That, that he thinks is that he needs. And uh, so he was seen at first you were like, OK, he's he just got shot up with something so he's sort of hallucinating in his other dream state world or whatever but then when he sort of apparently wakes up he's now still <laughs> in the world that he's in he's he's hallucinating right and then they talk you know in the different things they talk about uh you know hallucinations and and problems and they they showed in this episode that he's becoming you know trying to remember what's going on in both things is becoming more and more troublesome where like he thinks that he possibly actually turned in his uh, phone bill instead of the permission slip, you know, to the, to the teacher and, and all those different things where he's, he's losing control of being able to, to, to keep up with things. The one thing I really liked was how they paralleled that 
Gabe guy's story with his, like, so he, like, and he has to, at the end, he really has to make that conscious decision to just accept, like, both realities and not, and not, like, he doesn't want to turn the guy in and, and tell him that it's all fake because he wants to believe both stories are real, right. like, both sides are real. Yeah, definitely worked on the, you know, it still had, you know, sort of a, you know, the procedural standoff type of thing, but it also had a nice parallel uh, in the story of, of what was going on. And then just having <laughs> having this weird penguin just all of a sudden and sort of helping him along, like pointing, like <laughs> the penguin tells him, y- you should go ask your son <laughs> again about the ring, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> yeah, type of stuff that it was weird, but it. It it still drew me in even more. Like, what is going on? Like, I wanna, I wanna know what what's going on. I wish more people were watching so that we could kind of be guaranteed to know what the heck is happening. Yeah, this this definitely has the feeling of a show that we get the whole first season, and then some point in the near future, the creators write a story about <laughs> somewhere about what the. What, what should show, have happened? You know what would have happened. Where things would have gone in in future seasons and stuff. Well, right. I was I was on a Q and A with them, and they said they definitely have an idea of like which reality is which. Like they know, and like um, I can't think of his name, the main guy there. Uh, why can't I think of that actor's name? Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Um, like he he even knows because he he's one of the producers too. So he even knew before it started like what the answer is. But that's not what their goal was in in this series was to answer that question. But I mean, if should it come to the fact that it's not renewed, like they do have an answer, like that they have. So I've head. noticed that in the one I guess with B, we decided B D Wong is um, the wife, right? So in the wife world it's very dark and in the sun world with cherry jones it's not yeah i mean you're talking about like like, like the, the camera work like yeah they said they because def- that's one of the questions i asked them like they said they definitely have a look for each world to help the viewer understand and then they have his different colored wristbands that he wears to help him remember which world is which like in one world yeah, he I definitely noticed that like it's very like it's a bluish tint, um, in in the cherry in the BD Wong world, so that's an interesting thing. The different switches, uh, you know, little just little different things in the, because I still though find it a little bit hard to follow for you know a little bit all, where you're like okay, okay that's what side we're on, <laughs> you know, type of, right. just that little yeah I can never remember which group of people goes with which side like which partner which therapist and which uh, family member. Yeah, it's starting to become, you know, more so of what's going on, but it's definitely, it, yeah, it's it's not necessarily the easiest show, but I wish more people would have yeah. given it a shot or stuck with it in that I still find, I still find the story each week to be very compelling in that the show takes something that you've seen a hundred times and does it, does something new with it. Exactly. Like, how many times have you seen a hospital or something taken over by a mad bomber, you know, or a hostage crisis of some sort of some situation that, that happens in like every police show at some point in time. So they just do all the things that, that happen, but within this dual reality thing, it makes it so interesting to watch. Saying no, 
no one else added a talking penguin to those. Uh... <laughs> well, I really, don't remember the penguin talking. It didn't really, really talk. It oh, just no, sort it just of pointed. Yeah. Just sort of pointed, like, <laughs> yeah. just nodded it, you know, pointed its beak. You know, like, dude, go. Uh, it, it was. It was your son. Go go ask him again. So, yeah. Awake. More people should be watch, watching. Um, okay, and our last show is Psych, Season 6, Episode 16, Santa Barbara Town season finale. Oh my god, it's taking me all my willpower to not just be like, oh my god, it's the ending, because we have to talk about more about than just the ending. Well, let me preface that with, on, on the screener for this, they ha- they put up the thing, there's plot revelations and things, please do not reveal this information. So you're already thinking of what could they possibly do in this that you're not supposed to talk about. Uh, while you're watching this episode, yeah, you, you, like I have to say, we'll we'll talk more about that, but it's definitely <laughs> about the darkest ending they've done. Yes, really. Yes, it is. So, okay, so the the episode's about an old case that Henry worked on um, back in the day with Uncle Lou. We we find out about this Uncle Lou was his old partner, and he was very close with Sean. So. <sighs> I don't know. I feel horrible. I mean, that Henry's like whole world is kind of rocked because his partner was actually like a bad guy. Yeah. Well, it turned out like the whole <laughs> the whole crew that he used to yeah, hang like out with and stuff that, like, like that. He, his whole life was about was like terrible people. Had taken money, but I think it played really well to give, you know, Sean even more appreciation for his his father than he's ever had yeah. before. Uh, you know, slight questioning of him being a good cop and stuff like that. Uh, but then once he, f- you know, comes across what really happened and how his former partner was basically thwarting Henry at every, uh, you know, opportunity to point him in the wrong direction. And it is no wonder right. he couldn't solve the case. And it was, and so it, it became a very close, there were, you know, there was two things. That was, uh, very good in the relationship building between Sean and Henry and then also, you know, stepping Juliet and and uh, Sean and Sean to be uh, close closer together. I really like that final scene of the two of them on the on the bench, where it just seems so relaxed. Then you can just leave yourself in my house for a little bit. Well, see, that was going back to that that spoiler thing. So the the whole episode was resolved, and now there's five minutes left, and I'm still thinking there hasn't been anything major. They sit down on the bench. I'm thinking, okay, here's a proposal. And so I'm thinking that's the thing we're not allowed to talk right. about. That's what I'm thinking and we're going to see, too. So then that doesn't happen, and then you cut to to uh, Henry out meeting up with his the last of the, the guys that he used to work with. So then you knew what was coming then, because now you're down to like two minutes left, and they've got to do right. something. It was horrible. So let's just not tell. Okay, so then Henry gets shot. And I was blown away because this is not a show that does that. Yeah, it puts, yeah, they've put, you know, people in peril. You know, they they had, you know, with people like going after Juliet and, uh, you know, and and stuff like that. But nobody, nobody's been seriously harmed Right, <laughs> and they they sort of left it in a place like with anything else you can all, you know maybe you know he survives or the shot wasn't you know it was one of those miracle shots that didn't hit anything vital uh, or something but it definitely 
was the type of ending where, like you're like whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> you just right. you just shot a major character and that was and, and it's then like, faded they to just black. had this kind of like revelation that Sean totally appreciates his dad and oh I just don't want yeah. I mean I can't they can't have the show without Corbin Burns and I'm sorry. Let's see, at least that's the other thing. You don't know they could possibly kill him off because you don't he's not that integral to everything. Like he's especially this season, he seemed to be hardly in it that much. Plus they sort of already gave him an out. He already retired. And so you, you're left with that question. Will they actually bring him back or, or is he gone? You know, which is which is very dark for a comedy like this. Especially do they know that they were renewed yet when they, when yeah. they did this? Oh, you know, I don't know. They shot this season a whole long time ago. I think they were already done before the before the season started airing. They definitely they? were. They definitely were. So, like, if they didn't know he was coming back, that would have been a horrible ending to just leave the series. <laughs> yeah, it would have been awful. I would have been devastated. I think they're kind of in the place where they're pretty sure. I think they they probably have better idea going into a season of where yeah. things are going to be that they could still do stuff like that. But yeah, they've. Uh, yeah, the the thing that's weird is is this finally plays and they're already working on they're already working on next season. Exactly. Anyone know if Corbin Burnson is, is working? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's sighting of him on the set. Oh my God. Past the first episode, but yeah, that the, that was definitely because they had all those. The you know the the case was was great playing with the film noir aspect. The guest stars were great within that. Uh, you know, it was nice to see. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't bring up Rob Estes, Return to USA Network, being the former co-founder and president of the Silk Stockings fan club. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Silk Stockings. I'm a big fan of Rob awesome. Estes. Yeah, that like you know he he worked well as the you know is this the you know the guy that got away with it? And also, you had what's her name from Center Stage. It's always nice to see her. Not doing McDonald's commercials. Yeah, it was they they did a really good job with all that stuff. And then, if you are a fan or have seen Chinatown, there's about five different references apparently or so throughout uh, that are more specific to that than the genre itself. Yeah, I've never seen it, so it didn't. I didn't even it. realize it was like a send-up, Honestly, me neither. You get the idea a little bit into it that they're sort of playing with the the film noir. And so if you have any idea right. of sort of that, that style of, of movie, uh, the case is fun. All the things that happen, you know, within, you know, the character development between the different characters works really well. And then they give you, well, they give you almost really sort of a, a film noir ending. Type of oh my God. Now, now what was up with Gus and eating all that candy? Was that related to the movie hysterical. somehow? It was, was hysterical. That re- was that somehow related to Chinatown? I don't know. <laughs> I, I couldn't understand where that came from. It just seemed out of the blue. Well, I, I just, <laughs> I love the, 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 I've always wanted somebody to tell me that about a mini bar. <laughs> he's, just, he's just over there just chowing down to where he passes out later. Amazing. <laughs> and then gets right back on, you know, sort of the uh, hair on the dog with the uh, more candy and gummy bears at the. Going into like a coma, like <laughs> he's owned out. I'm back now. It's just handled really well. I just 
I'm glad it's coming back. I'm glad we know for a fact it's coming back and we don't have to worry too much about that. But we'll have to ask them these questions when we see them this year at Comic-Con and say, listen, yeah. is Corbin Burnson coming back? Because you can't lie to me, Steve Franks, my friend, Chris Henze, my friend, Andy Berman. Come on. Yeah, well, if Corbin Burnson's there... We'll know. <laughs> we'll be able to ask him specifically. Dude, are and you, you back? <laughs> And you don't see announcements that he's been hired as a regular on some other series. Exactly. So that's our prime time for this week. We're going to do some reality check-ins here. Um, Okay. We have Survivor, The Amazing Race, and The Voice that we're going to talk about. Survivor. Do you have a favorite pile you're watching, right? Yeah. I really couldn't even tell you who these players are. I don't really have a favorite. The whole the whole thing is just confusing with this. They're all kind of idiots, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think even well, this whole season has been a mess because they like they started off with the two sex based tribes, and then they realized that it was a mess, and like the guys were way overpowering the women. So then they tried right. to mix it up, but then even then it was like jocks versus the rejects. So then they had to like merge them super early, and now they're still like for every task. They're still like splitting them into these virtual teams so that they can do team challenges rather than individual and challenges. And then Karma got rid of the, the devil. Oh, that guy was so annoying. He Colton? was. Was that the same? Oh, he was. Ugh! Colton, I hated him. I, <laughs> I couldn't stand him. that guy. How can you get someone to vote, to volunteer and vote out a member of your own team? You get everyone, including the guy that's voting, getting voted out to agree I, to that. I just don't understand. I do not understand. Yeah, at this point, I really don't care who wins. Yeah, me either. Though I do think there's the one girl who's, like, playing. The one, she played, like, seven different people against each other this week and, like, didn't even bat an eye. And I was like, okay, I bet she could win. But I really don't care. Um, as lo- My whole thing was, as long as Colton wasn't going to win, then I'm fine with that. And he's um, got some kind of bacterial infection, so more power to him. Um <laughs> Didn't so, his appendix yeah, so, go or something? Well, they thought it was his appendix, but then I read right. an interview with him afterwards where he was like, it actually was a bacterial infection, and like, I still wasn't healthy when I got back to the States, which serves him right for being a total, total jackass. So that's that. That's Survivor. The Amazing Race, Ray and I were talking about this today. I really, 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 really hate Brendan and Rachel. Oh, I, I, like you said with Colton, I would be happy. I'll be happy once they're off. They're the only yeah. team. I don't really care so much who wins. I just want them not to win. Exactly. I, I want them off and stop. Like, I love how every time they list them as like a PhD candidate and an event planner or whatever she is, when they're not, they're, they're professional reality stars. Exactly. It's their job. Exactly. They're horrible people. Ugh. But out of who's left, I think I'm either rooting for the teacher slash FBI or the Border Patrol. I think Ray pointed every- out, she made a really good point today. We were talking about it because I was I just, I don't care about anybody else because they keep focusing so much on Brendan and Rachel that, like, you're left not wanting to, like, you don't spend any time with other people. So suddenly it's like, well, I, I, I actually care about these federal agents possibly being kicked off. If we had spent more time with them, maybe I would actually start to like form an interesting like affinity for them, but because they focus so much energy on how much everybody hates Brendan and Rachel, we don't get yeah. to see them. And all that does is fuel it for their next reality show they go on. Oh, now look at them. They've got so much screen time. We should put them on another show. Exactly. And she fake cries all the freaking time. 
Oh my god. She's the devil. I say that a lot about people on reality TV, but I firmly believe it about her. She's horrible. And I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Now, did you watch any of that other escape routes, the Amazing Race with ads? I have never heard of that. What is that? It basically airs on Saturday night. It just started like two weeks ago. It's basically like the Amazing Race, but like, say you were in the in the App Store and you had the ad supported light version and the free and the fully paid version. This Escape (laughs) Rats is the is the ad supported light version. So it's only like six teams, but everything like it's called Escape Rats because they're driving a Ford Escape everywhere, and then even even the tasks are like we're playing uh, Scramble with friends like and they're playing a live version of scramble with friends and they have all the logos and stuff so everything seems to be so ad sponsored they're talking about hey look at what we can do with this car and so it's just horrible and it, i guess sounds so, like a lot of fun yeah i mean a lot of it is like um they also want you to do some live interaction because they have the contestants tweet out and people um like can join their team and help them win challenges based on like how people vote so are they're trying to do some social you to like do that though? I don't know if they have enough people. I tweeted out once and used pound uh, escape routes, and then I got a message back: "Hey, can you join our team from one of the teams?" So, <laughs> <laughs> so they must be watching that hashtag like a hawk and trying That's to get scary. anyone to join the, their teams. But I, I couldn't watch beyond the first episode. That's funny. Yeah, I don't. I've never even heard of it, so I'll have to check that out. We're talking about, is everybody watching The Voice? Am I the only one? I I watched last week, and then I think I'm done now. I, I just like the blind auditions, and then once it gets the actual, like, battles and the competition, I start to lose interest. You're not alone in that. A lot of people have stopped watching it. Um, I don't know. I think Christina Aguilera was really mean to my boyfriend, Tony Luca, so I'm really mad at her. And I don't understand why some of the people are still on the show. Like... They're terrible, but they keep them. At least the horrible person that, oh my god, should never have made it ever anywhere, was who was, like, picked for her looks by CeeLo. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. She sounded, and she sounded the most tone-deaf person in the world, and whoever she battled against definitely should have won. Yeah, she battled against the brother brother rock band? Yes, yep, yep. And she was so bad, and he kept her because he thought she was hot. That's a hundred percent the only reason he could have possibly kept her and oh thank god she's finally gone she didn't get america's votes because she's terrible and then he had to pick someone else instead of her thank god so that is uh that's reality and then our last thing for today we want to talk about some tvd tvd i keep saying it tv on dvd releases coming out next week the 17th bob's burgers season one love Love the show, you guys. Definitely Bob's Burgers for me. I actually was so excited. I opened my door today in UPS, and they dropped off a uh, a review copy of the Bob's Burgers Season 1 DVD. And I saw you say that, and I was like, please be at my house when I get home. Uh, both Amory and I have contests right now where you can win a copy of the Bob's Burgers Season 1 uh, DVD, which should still be going by the time this gets posted. Correct. And we'll have uh, we'll have links to where you can... You can buy it and or enter their contests. Nice. On the website at tvtimes3.com slash 130. So, that's our show. You know where to find us, tvtimes3.com. Spell it all out. Jazz hands. 
And oh my god, Sha Dynasty! I forgot about it, and then I just remembered it. Sha Dynasty from Psych is the best name that Gus has ever had. <laughs> Comma to the top. It's my favorite thing ever. Um, yeah. So music when it wasn't provided, I didn't sing. Music today was provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is "TV Party" by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. Thank you, Kyle, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, that's about it. And next week, we'll have uh, Corey Barker from the TV Surveillance Blog and Podcast and Todd Vanderwerf from the AV Club and the TV on the Internet Podcast will be doing it. Nice. Love Todd. Todd and I are friendly. We went to a Sioux Plantation once after a Paleyfest event. My first, it was my first experience with a Sioux Plantation, and it was amazing. And I would love to go to another Sioux Plantation again soon because I love it. Oh, you can eat soup and salad. I've been to the other one, their sister store, whatever that's Tomato salad. or something? Yeah, sweet tomatoes. Maybe that's actually where we went. We went to Sioux Foundation. Anyway, there you have it. That's our show. Thanks to Kyle. All thanks to me? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show. Well, kind of, because otherwise it would have been like TV times two or something. You could have done a fake voice for a third person. (laughs) (laughs) Like the the radio DJ on uh, New Girl. Oh, my God. New Girl. Anyway. um, Okay. I already ate my dinner, so I don't have to go eat. Um, Maybe other people do. So you can, yeah, like you said, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher at stitcher.com slash TV. On Twitter, Facebook at TV Times 3. And if you'd like to rate us on iTunes, that would be cool. Since I went out and looked, and the last actual, well, there's been some ratings, but the last actual review was, like, January 2011. Come on, people! I'll I'll re-update my review so you get a new (laughs) rule. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening, and uh, be back again next week. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.